everybody, and welcome to the Roadcast 2018 Labor Day. Um, we are doing better on the road. I'm Dr. John Duffy, and with me in the passenger seat of the Ford Edge is Julie Duffy. Hi, hey. and uh, and here we go. I don't know if what we're doing is legal. I don't know if you can podcast <laughs> right. on a highway. But um, at least the weather's inclement and we're unfamiliar with the microphone and the route. <laughs> well, the good news is, though, is because we were we started earlier and it was pouring rain and we were driving really fast because there wasn't traffic. But now there is traffic. So we're kind of rolling along slowly, which I think will improve our sound quality. We're hoping that that improves the sound quality. And the other weird thing that I'm noticing right now is that typically when we podcast, we're looking at each other, which actually is... Uh, is good for is a good dynamic right correct is a good dynamic creator and now we are looking both straight ahead and looking at each other occasionally <laughs> so we'll see how that works you can look at me a little bit oh, more right. than I can actually look at you <laughs> I think you know I don't know if it looks suspicious if you look ahead if I do no, not good right no it is that is funny when you you think when you're in the passenger seat that you have to keep your eyes on the road but I guess I don't. For me, that's only true when I don't trust the driver, which is almost <laughs> always. <laughs> Especially when it's me. Well. I did a good job on the way up, though. You did so good. Yeah. We're all very proud. Yes, we're all very proud of me. Everything's intact. So we were um, up at our friend's lake house, which we've mentioned before, up in Krivitz, Wisconsin. And... Yeah, hey there. Yeah, hey there. It was so nice. Because we remembered that we haven't really done anything terribly summery since we were up there for Memorial Weekend. No, we bookended the summer with summer, but in the middle we were north facing in, yes, uh, Iceland. in Iceland, and um, and we were kind of doing regular stuff that we would regular do. regular inside things. Yeah, <laughs> lots of inside things. So, so it's we, nice yeah. to be outside and Boating, out on water and, and in the water. Yeah. Yep, and there was uh, there's a lot of Americana up in a lake in northern Wisconsin. There's yes. a lot of things happening. There's a karaoke party. There's there's people water skiing and doing a show because they're good at it and they've been doing it their whole lives. Yeah, so we went to a party yesterday. Friends of our friends um, had a party. They always have it on Labor Day. And, uh, yeah, it was just a whole bunch of people and little kids running around. And uh, they had karaoke going when we got there. And then... Um, the adults who've grown up on the lake and they were like ski cats when they were little, which is their, their ski, their water their ski, ski team, team on the lake. Uh, they all did a pyramid and then, um, one of the dads and, um, one of the, this boy, Kale, who is maybe 14. He's 15. He's 15. He just won best barefoot skier in the world or something. Best barefoot <laughs> Dig this. So it's the this kid we saw yesterday skiing is the is the best barefoot skier under sixteen or under in the world. Yeah. He, he won a national competition a couple of weeks ago and um, and he's one of these guys he's standing like on the dock, you know, on one ski ready to slalom and he just pops right yep. off and he's gone. It's amazing to watch. So he and this other guy did a trick. First, the um, I, can't, I don't know this other guy's name. I, I'm sorry. But he did, um, he attempted to ski all the way Chris, around the boat. Chris. Chris. Sorry. Chris. Mersaw. Yes. He attempted to, he actually did it, right? 
I think he did. There's he went all the way around that. the boat. Um, so the boat's going fast, and then it s- they slows do, way they down. They do like a neutral drop. And, it, and he whips all the way around. And the thing that holds the rope is in the middle of the boat, and it's up high and can rotate all the way around. So he did that. And then Kale um, agreed to try it with him to do a double So this 15-year-old gets out yeah. there and does the same thing with him around the same boat at the same time. So cool. And then these littles... So Maddie, who is probably, um, I don't know, four, little tiny, tiny human, and Josie, who is probably eight or nine, teeny tiny, and Mallory, who's probably 12, they did, they went, all three went together, and um, Mallory and Josie, the two older girls, were going to drop a ski in slalom, um, and Maddie had her two little white skis, and they looked like kind of antique they were, they, wooden, they were wooden and the white and, paint and, was chipped in the yeah. coolest way and they said it said ski cats on them and so they were all wait they were waiting for their turn and and they were gonna they went off the dock the first time yeah and little maddie said i'm i'm scared it was so cute but you could tell she was scared but determined and um you know and, and the other girls and josie was like it's, like it's okay it's okay if you fall it's okay and, and actually she did she wiped out right away and then it, uh, Josie was holding her in the water and, you know, telling her, it's okay, just, you know, straighten out, you know, straighten your legs and just coaching her through. And then they got in the water and prepped again and up they went. And so it was cool. It was cool to see how, um, you know, just kind of brave and resilient and amazing they are and, and capable so, so young. And just that they all grow up doing that and kind of pass it on. It was pretty cool. Yeah. yeah and these kids are like kind of brave and resilient in a lot of ways. They're like, um, I, when the, the culture on a lake in northern Wisconsin is so different than it is anywhere near a city because these kids are just out. They're outside they're like, all the oh, time. Oh, let's build a bike ramp. And yeah. then somebody has a pole barn that has, you know, all the wooden there and the nails and the hardware. You need to build a bike ramp. So they built like 10 of them and at different sizes on different inclines and stuff like yeah. that. And some kids were comfortable on some of the smaller ones. Then they were building their way up. And some of the bigger kids were just like going off on bikes motorbikes, skateboards, oh, yeah, any, so many vehicles. any vehicle, like so many vehicles. the other thing you find is like, you don't know. It's like Mad Max up there. <laughs> you, anything that you can put gas in, they're running around it. Right. Like, there's scooters and there's those little ATVs and everyone's got a golf cart. And then there's those motorcycles around. that are as big as what Shriners oh, drive yeah. <laughs> around in the circus or whatever, you know, like at a parade. Yeah. There's a guy riding that around. So fun. Yeah. Vehicles everywhere. Vehicles. Um, so in the meantime, um, while we're kind of um, ensconced in this little bubble of a, a retro Americana world, I'm trying to pay attention also to what's going on in the real world. And I usually get my news that way via Twitter. And I was able to hear an awful lot of uh, Senator McCain's uh, funeral on, um, on Twitter, uh, bits and pieces but I heard Meghan McCain's entire eulogy. I heard Barack Obama's entire eulogy, and I heard George W. Bush's entire eulogy. All beautiful speeches. Um, the two presidents were funny, um, kind of noting both of them that they, first of all, were the only guys probably ever to have beaten John McCain in anything. <laughs> right. And both noting that McCain kind of gets the last laugh because. They have to, in public, say nice things about their rival. <laughs> so, um, so that was kind of fun. 
um, there was a lovely moment in the uh, funeral. The Bushes and the Obamas are sitting next to each other, and W uh, gets a candy from his wife Laura and passes it over to Michelle. Adorable. And I'm thinking like that's how that's how America's supposed to work, man. <laughs> just that's like so that easy, you know. I saw that. That was so cute, and I just heard bits and pieces of the speeches. I want to listen to them in full, but yeah, that was amazing. Yeah, they, they, they were amazing, and and I worry because the way McCain is memorialized, the fact that there is a Democratic president and a Republican president giving eulogies at this man's funeral. So he, he feel, I fear he's the last elder statesman, you know, like I, I, um, I, I hope that's not true, but you know, like he feels like the last of something. There's some, there is some mass grief here that yeah. is bigger than, than it would be were it a normal Senator, but to Megan McCain's point, so her eulogy I found to be the most powerful and poignant because she pointed out that um, John McCain was a hero. He was a war hero. He was a prisoner at the Hanoi Hilton who would not leave. Right. Like, you know, the I one interesting thing about no, story. the story is that the Vietnamese, he's a hassle to have around. He's got, you know, both of his, um, his grandfather and his father are former rear admirals in the Navy. So all keeping him does is escalates the war and makes the Americans angrier. But McCain won't leave unless they let the rest of the prisoners go from the Hanoi Hilton. So he just sits there and he's difficult. So picture this young guy they can't get rid of. And, you know, he's being tortured. Like, what a what wild heroism. Insane. Wait, and did you say, like, once a month they... Once a month they, they literally they, said, McCain, uh, yeah. McCain, you're free to go kind of thing. And he's like, okay, these fellas coming with me? No. All right. And he just crosses his arms and sits still. Like, I'll be sitting here eating whatever crap you feed me for another month. See you in a month. Um, so that was that was um, a story told with lightness. But, you know, if you think about the reality of it, think about five and a half years in a young man's life and that he chooses it, right? Guy could walk out at any time. My yeah. father is a rear admiral. Yeah, I'm gone. Yeah. Easy. And he chooses to stay because because he cares about his country and he doesn't want and to the guys, abandon his comrades, right? Yeah. You know, it's it's uh he he's living by the code all the way through. So the guy is kind of the definition of courage and his story could have been that could have been the end of his story, you know. I survived war and I was a prisoner of war. And the fact that the guy um moved forward and served in so many other capacities is just unbelievable. So briefly, what Megan McCain had to say, which I thought was so cool, was she said, you you guys don't know the great man that John McCain was. Yes, he was a war hero. Yes, he was a sailor. Yes, he was a soldier. Yes, he was a uh, an aviator. Yes, he was a congressman. Yes, he was a senator. Yes, he was a nominee for president of the United States. But the most important role that he served was he was my father. <laughs> and um, and she kind of told a couple of stories to illustrate that. My favorite of which was that she was an equestrian kid. So she rode horses. And um, and one time, the uh, I think the now um, representative John McCain is uh, back from war. 
and married and he's out in the field with his daughter and she falls off a horse literally falls off the horse and she's crying and she's upset and she wants to be done and he picks her up he holds her little face in, in, uh-huh. in his hands and says you're going to get back on the horse and because nothing can break you you are unbreakable and she said and i was so mad at him <laughs> which you can picture a little kid would be like i don't want to go back on the horse but i believed him and he was right and i'm really grateful for that moment and i you and i were talking a little while ago about how cool it is that he chose to use her experience of you know to teach her that lesson he could have lectured her about what he had gone through or yeah not even right? lectured but just yeah so just, he could have yeah. told her you know like you know hey listen i was prisoner of war for five and a half right, years right you know you can you get, get on back a freaking horse, horse. Yeah. but he didn't do it that way you know he he recognized what she could take in and gently he showed her that she was strong and um what a great lesson um for, for a child, and I can see where she, she spoke so powerfully, and I can see where she felt that so powerfully because all the heroic things that you hear about him and all of the remarkable things that he did in his career that we don't have time to delineate here, but we have, we've heard a lot about it in the last week or so, um, that's one of the, my favorites. That's yeah. one of the coolest things he's ever, you know that, that the guy ever did, and for her, that might have been a seminal moment in her life. I think it was. And she she learned something really profound about herself. And you were pointing out a corollary between um, what Megan went through as a girl and some of these kids up well, no, in Wisconsin, Yeah, it reminded right? me of, the, of the, the little skiers and how many times they have to... You know, get back on the horse, so to speak. They they fall all the time. If you're if you're learning to ski, so they start in two skis, then they all go to one, and the next thing you know, they're barefooting, and then there's this other thing, this other board that they're doing, and um and there's they're doing uh well I heard Josie talking about doing a pyramid, you know, with, with the kids. Yeah, the little not the little teeny tiniest, but the. The medium tiny. <laughs> so she's doing pyramids. And so, you know, when you, to be successful at that, you're for sure you're falling all the time, all the time, all the time. And, um, yeah, I was, I really was inspired and kind of envious of that. And, you know, I, I said to Chad and I did not follow through, um, more cause we were just in a super chill mode, but I kind of wish I would have had Jack come over. Jack uh, drives the ski boat for all the kids, another good friend of theirs. And, and I, I said, I want to ski. Because I skied once when I was nine, nine or ten. Um, and I got up right away. And But I let go because I didn't want to fall. Right. So I didn't even s- stay up as long as I could or find out how long I could stay up. And then I think I did it again when I was in my 30s. I got up right away again. Same thing. I, I skied a little bit and then I let go because I didn't want to wipe out. So I, um, yeah, I, I want to do that again. Yeah. I do. Because you know? why? Why, why is it important? Because I realized, and I didn't even realize, well, just watching them, I realized I had this kind of unresolved, um, my ski experience is, uh, I didn't follow, I didn't, 
go the distance. Yeah, yeah, and you know you. Can, I just you know you can do it, right? Yeah, I just dabbled, and it, I was, you know, I got up like I said the first time, so I didn't struggle with that, um, and I probably could have skied pretty well, and I still don't know. And I realized this last weekend that I want to find out how that story goes. Yeah, you <laughs> I still write, want to find out. You want to write that yeah. story? That's so. Good. Next time we go up there, I'm skiing. Jack, if you're listening, don't let me not ski. Right. So no, it's not on you. So, so part part of what we're part of the point probably of this episode is just about um, getting back on the horse, right? You know, like that there is no failure. There's just like, okay, that was a shot, and I think I understand a little bit more than I understood last time. That's how water skiing. That's how you learn to do stuff like this, right? It's like, like a lot of things. Yeah. 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 And um, and then sometimes the, the, that path will take you somewhere amazing, and sometimes it just shows you I'm a capable person, and then you apply that somewhere else, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, it it, it um, I feel well, you know, <laughs> I yeah, I feel like I failed on that. Right, right. So. That's a story to be continued, though, yeah. right? That's not the end of a story. No, right. I don't want it to be. I realize it doesn't have to be. No. Like, oh gosh, I could actually get in, put on skis, and try it again. Right, <laughs> right. It reminds me of uh, briefly of uh, the guy I worked with who didn't define himself as an athlete until he started walking and then running. Right. You know what I mean? Like he took a couple of steps and he thought, and he had moments where he thought, I can't do this. You know, I'm tired. I I can't. I think my ankles hurt too much and I you know and within six months the guy ran a marathon yeah you know um, so yeah there's there's only failure if you call it that maybe that's the point like if you call it then it's over right if you decide there's gonna be another iteration of this I'm not done and you have some tenacity then you're then you're gonna be back yeah and again I mean not it's not to keep going back to this but, but I didn't even realize I I wanted to, to ski again, but I, I, so I was definitely though, when we were up there, not, not thinking of myself as a skier, you know, and not, um, but yeah, now I, I think I kind of want to be one. Yeah. 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 It's, um, it's kind of like, um, our niece, Grace Duffy, um, once said to me, actually she said it more than once. It's, kind of, it's a thing she says is, you know, if given a chance, do the thing. Mm. Don't opt out of the thing, do the thing. Whatever the thing is. And the thing happened to be like um, kind of walking along this mountainside in Ireland. But uh, but it could be just about anything if given a chance, yeah, do, do the, the thing. thing. So if you think about the life that John McCain led, um, they're pro- given, given the resume that that man passed away with, there weren't many things he didn't opt to do. Right. <laughs> Should I run for Congress? Yeah, I'll do the thing. Should I run for the Senate? Yeah, I'll do the thing. Should I run for president? I'll do the thing. Should I be on Saturday Night Live? Yeah, I'll yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, and he did not let his um, his injuries or the trauma he suffered stop him. It, it probably fueled him. He's, it, it, it seemed like that's what he's made of. It up. also didn't define him, you know, in, in a way. Oh, not like, at all. To hear, to hear these speeches... Um, McCain as a victim wasn't part of any of it. It was all it was all about um, 
honor. It was all about like, geez, man, this guy was something else. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. And that, and, and, and Vietnam, unbreakable, like he said, unbreakable. Vietnam was just one element of that. And the unbreakable element, what he said to his daughter is effectively the unbreakable part. You can choose that. You can choose to feel broken or you can choose to be unbreakable. Re- well, well, and also I was just thinking, um, how do I say this? Uh, we, I stopped short of even finding out, uh, I didn't want to get anywhere close to breaking. <laughs> you know right, I mean? Right. I played it way safe. Um, which but, and, is, and you regret that. Yeah. 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 I, I think that. And I know I, be, I do that. I've done that in other ways too. Well, I think we all do that in some way. You let, um, let fear stop you from finding out what you're what you've got yep but I you know to, to Grace's point if if there's a question of whether you're gonna do the thing or not do the thing then the answer is probably to do the thing yeah you know um, that that's probably right if that's something that's lingering it means it's something you want to do and the question has more to do with fear than anything else and if you get past fear then then you can pretty much do anything. You can be a step away from the presidency, and Whoa. then have the two. Well, and then have the two guys who beat you like give you eulogies. Yeah. And force that matter. Yeah. Oops, there's our um, nav. So yeah, that's our that's our navigation system. <laughs> um, so just proof that we're in the car. Um, so that is the point. Get back on the horse, or if you've never been on the horse, this is again a metaphor. <laughs> uh, if you've never been on the horse, get on the horse. Give it a shot. Whatever it is, don't die with your music still in you. Give it a shot. Well, Try. yeah, and even this is tiny, but just we were out on the boat. We were all super relaxed, but we decided to stop, and it was the last last day of summer, and we all jumped in the water. Right. Um, you know, oh, it's starting to pour. <laughs> so Whoa. I think we're going to call it we're because gonna call we're, we're going to do the thing and survive our drive. Um, this is better uh, with Dr. John and Julie Duffy. Have Thanks, a good honey. Week. Love All you. All right, love you. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.